0: Biz Women Rock, episode 222. I think that's officially good luck, right? 222, right? (laughs) We're going to take it that way. What's up? Thank you so much for stopping by the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm so very excited that you're here. I'm Katie Kremitzos. This podcast exists because it is a place for you to access very authentic stories from businesswomen so you can hear the ups, the downs, the tools, the strategies, all sorts of good stuff so that you can let it impact your business the way that you need to right now. If this is your first time stopping by the podcast, thank you so much. I really appreciate that you're here. If you're a longtime listener, you rock, you're awesome. Thank you so much for coming back and listening to these stories. There always, always is something to learn here. And whether you're new or a longtime listener, make sure that you go opt in at bizwomenrock.com because you will not only get updated on what's going on on the podcast, but you will definitely get into the trenches of the entire Biz Women Rock community, which includes a lot of phenomenal resources for you, okay? bizwomenrock.com. Nicole kellerman Worth is my guest today, and man, are you going to love this conversation. Uh, she has wildly alive weight loss, and she's got just a really beautiful story as to why she created this company. Uh, she started out as a personal trainer. She talks a lot about the transition from going to personal trainer to um, coach and creating this whole program. Uh, and she really what's so special about this conversation is that she really talks about her lowest of the low of the low that kept getting lower moment and how rough it was, and then how she built back up from that um and and now how she structures her business. we go into actually what is included and in how she structures her programs uh and and just how she makes it all work it's a really fascinating conversation that is so. Uh, full of a lot of emotion if you've ever felt really low in your business which I'm raising my hand because all of us have (laughs) um, you know you're really going to identify with her story and then if you want to hear how you can really build a business up from that and just really doing it from the inside out such a gorgeous story about that so enjoy this interview with Nicole. Nicole, what is going on, girl? Thank you so much for being on the call with me today. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. So after, oh, 25 minutes of techie issues of trying to connect... We are finally actually talking and having a conversation. I'm very excited. Um, I'm really, really thrilled that you're here and that you're going to be sharing a little bit about you and the journey that you've had over all these years of being a businesswoman because it's been a really fascinating one. Um, you started your your kind of entrepreneurial journey as a personal trainer. Um, what made you decide mm-hmm. to do that? Uh,
1: well, it's kind of an interesting story. I was never an athlete in high school whatsoever. I didn't exercise. Um, I didn't eat healthy. No way, no how. My mom loved Hamburger Helper. Um, (laughs) And I got out of school. Now, I didn't struggle with my weight, but I got out of school and I gained 30 pounds. And I started just exercising like a freak and doing a ton of diets. And if anybody listening
0: has done a diet, it's terrible. I think everyone's and nodding it, in their head right now. <laughs>
1: right. And it slowly just chipped away my self-esteem. And I ended up developing a full-blown eating disorder, image disorder, exercise disorder. And I saw a commercial for personal training school and they're like, you love to be in a gym. And I was like, well, I'm there all the time anyways. I was about 20 years old. I was going to college, um, but not really, um, not, I don't know, but, your traditional college was not something that came as easy to me whatsoever. And so I ended up um, signing up for personal training school and really, really to lose weight. I mean, it sounds really stupid and it was, but it was a blessing in disguise because I started, I found my passion and health and fitness was something that totally took off for me.
0: So all of a sudden you were learning, like, okay, the basics of nutrition, the basics of, like, science and exercise, all that sort of stuff. That must have really had a shift for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, it did. I learned that I was doing a lot of things wrong and um, adjusted accordingly and lost majority of the weight. Um, but the truth was is even though I was doing personal training and I was going in home and I was telling my clients how much I love my new healthy and fit body – um, I would come home and I'd feel like a fraud because I really, I still hated myself. I still feel like, I still felt like there was more work to do. And um, funny enough, I had this great idea that kind of a curvy girl, I, I hold a lot of weight in my hips. So um, I had this great idea that if I get my top half to meet, to, to match my bottom half, that I could just be a curvy trainer, and I could be, you know, healthy and fit, but I won't ever look like Jillian Michaels. And so okay. I, I got a breast augmentation. <laughs> All right. And it was, yeah, it was, it was out of pure self-hatred. You know, that's really what it was, is I thought, oh, well, if I get a boob job and my boobs are bigger, then, then I can love myself. And so I found a good surgeon, had the surgery done, got out of surgery and said okay Nicole like you're a curvy trainer you love yourself like everything's going to be fine we're good from here and it was about three months out of surgery that I tried on all of my clothes and I was getting ready to go out with some girlfriends and they all made me look sad and that was like the fall to my knees crying like what the heck is going on here what's going to give Um, moment. And that's kind of when I kind of gave it up. I said, I'd like, I just spent a ton of money on school. And then I spent $8,000 on breast augmentation, you know, was like, what's going to give? And that's actually when I met my husband, my now husband. And I hate to say that a man saved me because he didn't save me. But what Zach taught me how to do was to live again. I was your type A checklist, schedules, I had no idea what spontaneity was. I was not open to it. I would have had my whole life planned out if I could have. And I just started getting out of my head and into my body and into my life. And so many beautiful things happened. you know, I found compassion and love for my body, even though she was not perfect. I lost a lot of um, just some extra weight that I was carrying around, mainly from stress, I feel like. And I, my relationship with food was a healthy one now because I now thought of something that nourished me and made me feel good instead of just a calorie or a number or something that made me fat. Right. And that's kind of how my personal training career evolved into Wildly Alive Weight Loss as I realized it's really about your mindset more than it is about um, exercise, truly.
0: Mm. So... I'm curious, like, how long did that transition take you? Because that's definitely not something like you snap your fingers and all of a sudden, okay, I've accepted myself. Okay, I'm feeding my body nutritious food. Like, that doesn't happen in a snap of a finger. It happens over time. So how long was that transition for you?
1: Well, I mean, truth be told, even as I was moving into coaching, I still wasn't totally happy with myself. And I... Found what you know. I still had issues around food. I feel like I've been totally addiction free. So, I was raised in an addict household. I had a very addictive personality. I was addicted to work and busyness Um, a lot of the time when I was growing up. I had three to four jobs since the age of 14, and it was an avoidance mechanism, right? And then um, my addiction moved into my body and. You know, I obviously played around with drugs and alcohol for a while there too, um, and then my my addiction moved into my business, <laughs> yep. uh, which was horrible and um, I feel like'm offic- I was officially addiction free about a year and a half ago, and the biggest thing I think that really helped me shift that was relinquishing the control because that's what it 's about, and like trusting my process and trusting my plan, and really believing in something higher
0: than myself. Right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the transition of your business amidst all of this really emotional and psychological transition. So you went from having like a personal training business, and then at some point you were like, okay, I need to be a coach because it sounds like, you know, there needs to be a whole more like emotional aspect to this. What what were the logistics of making that transition? Like how did you now – attract clients how did you how did you shift your marketing how did you shift your message like walk me through a little bit of that
1: well okay so when i first started i actually did marie forleo's um, mastermind which Mm -hmm. she no longer offers she had an adventure mastermind so the twenty thousand dollar program where you um where you it's a year-long program and you have retreats and masterminding and you know coach throughout coaching throughout the year and so, I wasn't really even coaching yet, and I signed up. <laughs> oh, I really need to think about things before I do.
0: <laughs> because it was... It so was, much for that non spontaneity girl, right?
1: <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, I think if I... I really... Yeah, totally. So, anyway, I signed up for a $20,000 program. I did not have anywhere near $20,000. I charged it all, which was so stupid. Um, and... It was, I had, like, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to start my coaching business, and I have this awesome coach, and I spent all this money, and so it's going to happen for me. Like, I'm going to make six figures. I'm going to make six figures my first year. Oh, gosh, what? I didn't really even see it coming. (laughs) So, anyway, that, that whole year was terrible. It was horrible. It was one of the lowest years of my life. Why? And, um... Because I was reeking of desperation. Mm. I was, I was $20,000 in debt. I had never been in debt. I mean I, I, had four, I mean, I had four jobs. I mean, by the age of 16, I had $5,000 in the bank and paid cash. No help. This was all me. Right. And so that debt just really tore my heart apart. And there were some other things that went on. I, a best friend at the time, we were no longer friends, because there was a retreat that was on her wedding day. And, um, we, it had been a broken friendship for a few years. It was on the frisk anyway. And so anyway, we had a huge falling out because we had a conversation about me not going and trying to find a compromise. And so a lot, and so a lot of my friendships had started breaking up. I mean, I was born in a very broken household. So I had friends from very broken households Mm. and we were our family. And the truth is, is, and it's unfortunate but, like, I was really stepping my life into a better direction. I was really moving into a healthier direction. And, um, honestly, they were still sleeping around, bartending, you know, just not really. And I don't want to say one is better than the other, but our lives were definitely moving in different directions. Right, right. And so I lost a ton of friends. I lost my family. I also realized, you know, in the in the chaos of it all that my My family was holding me back, obviously, you know, being alcoholic. And and my addiction to work just got so bad because of all the stuff. I wanted to prove that it was worth the money. I wanted to prove that it was worth losing friendships. I wanted to prove to myself that I didn't make a big mistake. And so I was working so hard and so much that I was getting absolutely nowhere. Mm. nowhere. I finished mastermind with more than $20,000 of debt because I was no longer personal training. We had moved away from where I built my personal training business. We had moved up to the mountains in 2011. I lost all my clients. I was going into coaching. I was making no money. I was living off credit cards. And by the end of mastermind, I was in way more debt than I have than I was when I started. And I had no clients and I had no business. I had no friends. My husband at the time was getting ready to leave me because I was, um, I (laughs) know it was bad. he was getting ready to leave me at the end of mastermind. It was a very very last retreat. He, um, spouses were allowed to come and he, he he is not like, he loves me to death. Obviously, like he adored me and he said to me, like, I can't be with you if this is how you're going to be because I wasn't emotionally available for him. Mm -hmm. I wasn't physically available for him. I was so upset. I would not have any fun. Okay, babe, you can go out and have fun. I'm just going to stay here and work. Like Mm -hmm. that was how it was. And he basically kind of gave me an ultimatum. He was like, I don't want you to give up your business. but he's like, I can't, like, like I can't be with you like this, like this is too much. And that was like, that was, when everything came shattering down (laughs) oh it was such a rough year and you know it and mastermind definitely had its holds. and i didn't feel like i had the greatest coach that really helped me through a lot of it and uh it was just a really rough 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 year for sure
0: you know you keep hitting rock bottom what were the practical steps that you took to get out of that like really get out of it and kind of do a a, either a mind shift attitude shift like uh, you know, how you're spending your day shift. Right. How do, what practical things did you do to start stepping out of that?
1: Well, I, um, I actually hired, well, there was a woman in Mastermind who um, she is a metaphysician, um, amazing woman named Catherine Collat. Actually, Marie Forleo has interviewed her twice on her um, blog. She's amazing. And she, I had kind of been talking to her throughout the year and she, after we had, we had, like, these big, um, big, she called them the hot seat, where we would sit in front of the room in front of the 20 women and Josh and, Josh Marie's fiancé and Marie and Laura Roter, and we would sit there and we would talk about a business. And I was basically crying the whole time, just, like, sobbing, like, to the point where I couldn't breathe. Hmm. Because I had tried to launch something and my mom ended up coming into the picture and she was wasted a lot of the time. And I was just like, (gasps) and I made no money. The launch was a total bust, of course. (laughs) And Kathy came up to me and she said, I want to work with you. And I said, I I value you and your rates and I don't have the money to pay you. And she said, I don't care. She said, I want to work with you. And it was the best gift that I have ever been given because... She taught me how to, she really taught me about, like, having a higher power. I wasn't raised religious whatsoever. Um, I have heard of God, but I didn't really know of any of that. And so she just really taught me how to, like, be spiritual and, and trust in something bigger than myself and that there is something out there, and I can call it whatever I want. She's like, you can put whatever name, face, gender, color, whatever. She's like, you can put whatever you want on it but you have to rely and lean into your path and this support that is here for you. And she really helped me build up that relationship, which in turn helped me trust myself again, because that's about relinquishing control.
0: Wow. That's a big, big deal. Like to have, that's like an angel. I always consider that like guardian angels coming into your life and, and really helping you at the exact moment that you need. So, as you were working with her and building up the self-confidence, um, talk a little bit about how you started wildly alive weight loss like how how did you like really I'm not talking about like the moment that you became a coach I'm talking about like how did you build it right. up from there what what does it look like like what's the what's the model of it? How did you figure all that stuff out?
1: Well, I mean obviously there was some logistical things that we learned in the program about, like, email marketing. And I knew that I was better on camera than um, as a writer. So I just started video blogging. I started video blogging before I even did Marie's program. And um, just, like, giving, like, healthy tips and things like that. And so I do weekly video blogs, and that was really helpful. Um, And then I learned how to, like, execute a launch, which... Anybody who has launched, your first launch is never really going to be that great. But it's about, like, continuing to launch and perfect and perfect and learn and learn and learn. And so now, you know, my first launch was in 2000 and I think it was in 2010 when I officially first launched something. And now I've launched what feels like hundreds of times since then. And it's now so much easier and a lot more successful, but it really is practice makes perfect. You can only take a blueprint so far. Right. You have to be able to infuse your own love and your own character and your own, you know, vibes and who you are and authenticity into it for it to truly be a success. Because I have followed a lot of blueprints. I mean, I'm good at following rules, following directions, but they never worked for me. And Kathy totally called me out on that one time. I was working with her and I had just launched something and she's just obviously so intuitive and she's like, something tells me that that just wasn't really you and that maybe you are looking at somebody else's um, model for your own. And she's like, I want you to do something that's just you just be you do something that you would love to do yourself. And that was like, that was great advice because that's what I've been really trying to stick to ever since then. And that has, that is the best advice in
0: the world. Yeah, totally. Now I want to talk a little bit about how you stay um, kind of visible and out there, and how you keep people engaged. Because you actually you do a really good job of this. I was watching you have you have a fair amount of people following you on Facebook. You're very active on Facebook. Um, you know your your website's beautiful. Like um, you know what are you what kind of things are you doing to make sure that you can keep in communication with people? And how are you doing that?
1: Well, yeah, Facebook for sure. Um, and and the tr- truth is, I would love to actually lean more into Instagram because of how Facebook has really became this huge business. And, and you know this, like you can have so many Facebook followers, but that really doesn't mean much right. if you have a business page and you have Facebook followers. Because,
0: you know, out of...
1: 4,000 people, 120 see this. And it's like, oh, well, you can get all of your Facebook followers to see this if you pay some cash. So I would love to actually lean more into things like Twitter and Instagram because it's more organic and um, more, uh, has more integrity in it, to be honest. But at the end of the day, when I ask my clients where they find me, they all find me on Facebook. So hmm. um, that is where I hang out. Is, is Facebook, and I'm actually trying to move into a uh, focus of mine this year is to move into Pinterest um, in the next few weeks. And so, yeah, I, I try to just post like me and my life and how I live and how I live wildly alive and, and just try to inspire people that way. Um, and I do think the videos are a really great way to make an emotional connection with people because it's you and it's real, and they can sense um, truth. And, and authenticity and and they can feel your love through a video so much
0: easier than writing right Nicole how do you like what are your different pockets of revenue for your business okay
1: so I have um, my main program which is a group program which anybody starting off do not start off with group programs I would highly suggest you start off with one-on-one first before you move into a group co- program that was a mistake that I made. Um, so I have my group program, which is the, my flagship program, which is where I make eighty percent of my money. Okay, it's from, from my group program, and that is ran three times a year, and I have three launches a year. But I'm really thinking about um, kind of re uh, looking at my my model and kind of revamping it because. I um, am looking to start a family soon, and that's just is not feasible for me to do three big launches a year. Right. So, looking into more like an evergreen type of launch for the future, and then so we open the doors up, and in between those, oh, and, and when they get into the program, it's a three month program, but I offer them um, an exclusive private program that's nine months long when they're in the three month program, and that actually has been so successful.
0: What's your um, conversion rate on that? That's really up. interesting.
1: It's 80%. Wow. My last one was 80%. Yeah, high, really great, amazing. Um and I didn't set it up this way intentionally. I had created the Wild Meal Alive weight loss program was created to be 9 months long. I launched it. <laughs> it wasn't successful. I mean, I got a few in Um, but it was not as big as I thought it would be. And when I started really asking people why they didn't sign up, it wasn't the financial commitment. It was the time commitment that scared the crap out of them. Right, right. So I condensed it. I took out the meat and potatoes, and I shortened it, and I made a three-month version, and I called it the fast-track version. And then I would offer them, Um, to move into the slower paced program, little more content, but it's released in a slower amount of time um, if they wanted to convert and and move over. And that was huge. Amazing. And I'm sticking with it. It's been great. And I'm even actually branching into a graduate program, Mm -hmm. like a mastery program after people graduate. So essentially people are with me for about a year, a year and a half, if they really move into the graduate program.
0: Wow, that's fantastic. So so mm-hmm. that program has been really, it, that is foundational to your entire business model. What are some of the other offshoots that you have as well?
1: Yeah, so, well, I have some weight loss guides that it's like a $49 product. Um, they're just a PDF and an e-book that they could get together. And, you know, I get some revenue from that, but, you know, both of those are really designed at, obviously, as just a tool to filter them into the Wildly Alive Weight Loss Program. Right. So, throughout both of them, I always say, you know, I talk about this more in my Wildly Alive Weight Loss Program, you know, and and those are great things to give away for free um, if you know, for, like, um, teleseries or um, all kinds of different things. Maybe you want to do a giveaway on your website to get more likes or something. Really great things to give away. And then I just actually did um, an emotional eating series that was a launch. And I'm going to package that up into, like, a $37 product and sell that on my site. And I also have a one-on-one program that people can enroll in as long as I have spots left. Um and i get some some clients from there i usually get like one or two a month from from that and that's just a sales page that's sitting up there and i don't ever really promote it all that much but it just they it kind of sells itself in a sense
0: got it how do you how do you actually structure your program and let's talk let's talk about your main mother program uh first like how do you structure it like what how do you um like, I'm always curious on, like, how do people even come up with a quote-unquote program? Like, what was your process for saying, this is yeah. what it's going to be? Are you breaking it down mm-hmm. into modules? How are you delivering mm-hmm. it? Like, how does all of that internal stuff work?
1: hmm So
0: what I realized
1: through, you know, my experience working in the health and fitness field is that losing weight has so much, so little to do with exercise and nutrition, and so much more to do with your mindset because if the mindset, if the foundational piece of, of your mindset isn't there, then you could eat all the carrots and celery and exercise all you want. And this is why I'm a prime example of this. You can do everything quote-unquote right and either not lose weight or lose the weight and feel totally still totally stressed out and unhappy. Hmm. So that is when it really made me think about other aspects of weight loss. And, and it's a really holistic program. So we talk about mindset. Um, we have four different classes in each module. We have mind play class, which is mindset. We have um, Living Wildly class, which is lifestyle, like sleep and stress management and things like that. Uh, And then we have body fuel class, which is yes on nutrition, because I think it's important to educate people on nutrition and give them steps on how to take those steps. But I don't think it's, you know, it's not as beneficial unless you have the mindset piece there, too. And then we have, um, uh, sorry, movement class, where it's all about, um, you know, exercise and having a healthy relationship with movement. And I do workout videos that have affirmations that touch on the mindset as well. So that, you know, then there's 12 modules. (laughs) So it's a very comprehensive program. It's really deep, and it is um, all of the classes are in video form. They can also have the audio form, and there's visualizations that go with each class. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Apparently apparently your dog wants to be part of this interview too.
1: So, so yeah, so that's how it is. It's kind of set up that way, and we start off with a, an orientation, which is really preparing them for the depth and figuring out why they're stuck in the first place. This is not the funnest aspect of the program, but that's why I give it to them first, because they are very motivated. Um, and this is when we really dive into why they've been stuck. So we look at their history. Um, maybe things their parents told them that made them get to the point that they are. We talk about forgiveness work and limiting beliefs and also creation. So really getting clear on exactly what they want their life to look like so we can start creating that. You have to get clear on what you want before we can start creating. Right. So it's a 10-day orientation and then you go into the modules after that.
0: That is so cool. Um, You know, I always ask because I think it's, for anyone listening who, you know, has a passion and they're kind of moving in that direction, but they feel a little um overwhelmed by how saturated the market is, your market is very saturated. Right. And I would, I, I hesitate to say this, but it's, you're sort of in the like health and fitness market, right? Or like weight loss market. Yeah, I am. So yeah, how am. do you, it, I mean, it's, it's sort of obvious as you're talking more, but like, how do you make sure to differentiate yourself? Not mm-hmm. old, and definitely not to your current clients because they're already he- they already bought into the fact that you're different, and that's why they're using you, but specifically to the market, how do you differentiate yourself in the marketplace so that people who are looking around for that stuff will choose you
1: right well, um, this is a really good question because when I think about SEO and YouTube so my I'll just say this I I am NOT wanting to become like a YouTube sensation and build my business around YouTube and ads I don't want to do that but YouTube is such a great SEO uh, way to really get traffic back to your website because you know Google and and YouTube are owned by the same people so if people search something on Google they'll bring up related videos on your Google search, which I'm sure most people have seen that. Mm -hmm. And so really optimizing my videos was huge. And so what I do is the whole sell them what what they want, give them what they need. So I have this one video where I found out through the Google search tool that people look and search, and this is for real, for a workout that... um, that works your what is it called something under your arm oh what is I don't know I can't think of the word it's just it was really funny like under under arm underarm slab or something okay and so I created a workout video around strengthening your tricep the back of your arm and I gave them what they wanted I gave them a little workout but then at the end of it I said look you know like I know that you want to spot reduce and you want this to be, but you have to send love to that area and you have to love and accept your body as it is in the form that it is right now or it will never change. And if it does change, you still won't like it and you'll always feel like it's not good enough. So all of my YouTube videos are searches that I find that people look for around weight loss, which are... (laughs) Sometimes really ridiculous. Right. And so, like, some of the things I'm just like, whoa, you know? Um, So I titled the video that, and I, like, one of them, I just did a series on this, Lose Weight Without Working Out. I think working out and exercising is amazing. Um, I don't think that it's a tool for weight loss, but I turned this into a three-part series of why you don't like movement. We need to figure out why your history with movement is so, um, is so negative and bad. And so it's a three part series on how to lose weight without working out. But really what I'm telling them is we need to start healing your relationship with movement and seeing that you deserve to feel good and feel healthy and feel fit. Just like everybody else, we just have to heal this, this limiting belief, this mindset block.
0: Right. I love that. Yeah. And it's like yeah. you, you market the sexy part, what everyone's looking for, and then you right. the underneath is you give them the really good content and the message that you are that you're so passionate about being able to share. I totally one hundred percent agree with you on that. So, um right. so I wanna I wanna go ahead and conclude by really asking you um something that I find fascinating about every single one of my guests. How do you structure your day? And this is specifically interesting for you because you know, you, you really were coming from this addicted to work mentality. And now mm-hmm. you're sort of in the space where you're you're accomplishing and you're moving forward, but you're not addicted to your work. So how right. do you structure mm-hmm. your day realistically to make sure that you're moving your work forward and you're, you're moving your business forward and you're constantly evolving, but you're not going crazy with it? Right.
1: Um, so I think the first thing, and I even talk about this in my program, for everybody and their well-being, is the beginning of your day. That is the, you are setting the tone to the rest of the day. And old me, who is addicted to work, would roll over and start checking emails in bed. I, I don't even have the desire to do that anymore because I have trained myself to have a nice, relaxing morning. So waking up, putting my hands together, and saying my thank yous and putting out prayers to the universe and for myself and for others is my first thing that I do. And then I like have some cuddle time with my husband and my dogs. Um, and then I wake up, don't look at my phone, get up, have hot lemon and water, make my husband breakfast, and start my day off right. Maybe it's writing in my journal. Maybe if I have a lot of um, of energy, I will exercise. I really just tune into how my body feels and what feels good for me. Um, and that that is the foundation is really starting off on a nice, relaxing note. And then obviously being organized with um, how I, you know, my four main goals for the year of how to move my business forward and then breaking, like reverse engineering them, breaking them down and setting them to monthly goals and then to weekly goals and then to yearly goals. So I'm always working. I always have those things that you have to do to, like, keep the ship running. Right. And then uh, and then during the week I have, you know, two main focuses on moving the ship forward and so i just allot them in my days where i can
0: got it i love that really really good advice very cool well listen nicole i really want to thank you so much for being on the show for sharing your journey and for just being so open about everything that you've encountered thus far on your journey it's uh i'm so excited to see where it continues to so thank you so much for being here yeah thanks it was great Iswomenrock.com forward slash two, 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 222, 222. Uh, that's where you're going to find the show notes for this uh, interview. You can get all of Nicole's information there, direct links to her website and to find out more about her, see what she's all about. I just loved her everything. I mean, I love that she was so honest about um, her really, really tragic, horrible low moments and year and. And the practicalities of building herself back up from that and really having to dig inside and shift paradigms of attitudes and how she looks at the world and her body and her, her business and everything. Um, I loved her breaking down how she builds out her programs, how she delivers them. It was very helpful. So for if, if you are you know thinking of like, I want to do this program. A couple of major things she said in there that are immediately helpful is number one how she like how she actually structures the program, but also the fact that you have to launch like you have to launch a lot of programs to figure it out, um, and that it's not all beautiful on the first time. Like you have to constantly practice. So launch the first program, launch the second program, fall on your face a couple of times, and but just keep doing it. And this is just such a great message to hear. Um, the video blogging was great. If you're not a writer, you know, go to video blogs, leverage YouTube and its relationship with Google. Uh, she does that very well. And I loved the fact that she really pointed out that you sell people what they need. uh, I'm sorry. You sell people what they want and then you give them what they need. And that's how she's really being able to attract people to her is that she's selling the video by going by what Google is really searching, what people are searching for on Google. But she, what she's giving them is really what they need and what she's so passionate about delivering. I just really, really adored that. So, all right, I hope you uh, learned something new from this. I hope there's something that you're taking away and whether it's just a, a mental mind shift or whether it's a practical piece uh, of knowledge that you can now go and implement in your business, uh, make a make a note right now that you are going to implement whatever that is, okay? I can't wait to see you on the next episode.